Exercise is preventative medicine. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Today's episode is a solo episode where I will be covering fitness, moving well, high rocks, doing hard things, and suffering. And in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Shop for Everybody, which is the official home for all Something for Everybody merchandise. And since you are a listener to this podcast, you are able to get a 10% off discount by using the code SFE10 at checkout. Now, on to episode 211 of Something for Everybody. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and today is a solo episode. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. On this podcast, I talk about eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. On this specific episode, I'll be touching or talking, excuse me, more deeply about moving well, moving well. The purpose of physical activity goes way beyond weight loss or hypertrophy or getting bigger. It's an investment. It's an investment in your overall wellness, a potent tool for our mental health and a route to enhance longevity and health span. As crucial as the exercise sessions are themselves, recovery is also an essential component of any training program. Active recovery involves low-intensity exercise either during walking between weight training sets or after exercise sessions, whereas rest days for passive recovery involve as little exertion as possible. These types of recovery will improve post-exercise muscle soreness, aid in muscle recovery, and repair muscle through improved blood flow, shorten overall recovery time and prevent overtraining. So that that perp the the most important part of that statement is the purpose of physical activity goes way beyond weight loss or hypertrophy. When we talk about our mental health, one of the most important tools we can have in our mental health toolkit is a movement routine is a movement routine that's why it's eating well moving well sleeping well and thinking well that's that's why those are the four foundational pieces of being an optimal human being of living a healthy life you have to excuse me been uh, been drinking some poppy <laughs> not a sponsor of the show but potentially could be poppy get at me anyways That's why we're talking about eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. And moving well is a core foundation. If you're not moving, you will ultimately die sooner. That's just a fact. Let me hear that. Let me say that again. Absorb this fact. If you don't have a movement pattern, a movement practice, something you do to keep your body moving, you will die sooner. Peter Atiyah talks about this in his new book, Outlive, talks about health span and lifespan, um, talks about one of the most key components for being able to do things when you're 80 is that you have to start working on them when you're 50. And as we age, we drastically lose muscle mass. We drastically lose muscle mass. So we have to really focus on 
lifting weights has to be part of that because our bone density will decrease. Go back and listen to the episode that I did with Dr. Rachel McGuire. We talk about this extensively. Go back to the episode I did with Dr. Jay Wiles. We talk about mental health related to movement. All of these things are backed by real science. You have to have a movement routine. It's not just a bunch of gym bros telling you that you need to go to the gym more often. It's real people, doctors who have studied this stuff for years on end telling you that you have to move your body. You have to find a movement routine. You have to voluntarily choose to do hard things so that you can armor yourself for the long haul. That's a very important note when it comes to these things, right? Because getting into good physical condition takes effort. It takes patience. It takes time. It takes persistence. It takes diligence. It takes all of these skills and values that we can then extrapolate and move into the rest of our lives. I learned all of that in the gym. I started going to the gym when I was 14 years old and it changed my whole life. It changed my whole life. And I don't know where I would be if I didn't start going to the gym and learning these values and learning these traits and learning hard work and learning that you get the things that you earn like a good body or a strong mind or a big bicep, whatever it is, right? You have to earn those things by doing the persistent hard work, being in the trenches day to day. You're voluntarily choosing to suffer so that when you, when it's involuntary suffering, you've armored yourself for the battle even more. That's what the gym taught me. That's why I'm so persistent about getting these young men, excuse me, these young men and these young boys in the gym, working out, lifting weights. Now, there's a multitude of things that you can do that allow you to move your body. Zumba, dance, rock climbing, jujitsu, other martial arts, running, CrossFit, lifting weights, whatever it is, you have to have a movement pattern, but something in there has to be about you lifting heavy weights and putting them back on the ground. It's amazing for your body and helps you with a healthy longevity and healthy lifespan so you can live for a long time, but also the the quality of your life is not decreased by your inability to move or pick up things or things like that. And there's a lot of stuff with dementia and onsetting that and how lifting weights helps with that. There's also an interesting study that I just read um, that exercise alters the genes of your unborn child. How? By altering the chemistry of DNA in sperm and egg cells. Very, very interesting, right? In this study, uh, the researchers showed that exercising twice per week on a treadmill at a high intensity for 23 minutes sessions for three months was enough to produce uh, gene changes in the sperm DNA that may affect cognition. Wow. So <clears throat> this underscores a very, very crucial idea. It's now thought that children can inherit these modifications, providing lifetime advantages, physical activity induced genetic changes play a key role in positively influencing the brain function, cognitive behavior, cell growth, and energy production in their offspring. This is the most, this is the golden nugget of the whole thing. Exercise is preventative medicine. Exercise is preventative me medicine. 
one more time, exercise is preventative medicine. I talk about this all of the time when it comes to our mental health, that we have to aim to be as proactive as possible when it comes to our mental health. We have to build a toolkit. What are the little things that I can do every single day that I know make me feel my best? And I put those in my toolkit and this is what I deploy every day so I can be my most mentally sound. We have to do that for our physical health because in our mental health toolkit has to be things that allow us to eat well, move well, sleep well, and think well, right? The foundational tool, which we talked about at the beginning, which is recovery, is this idea of sleeping well. We have to prioritize our sleep because that gives us the energy to go out and make the best choices for the long term, right? What's really what self-care is a commitment to our future self. What is self-love? I think it's the same thing. I think I think self-love is a commitment to our future self. So what decisions are we making right now in the present moment to think about this first order, second order thinking, these compounding effects downstream? What is my life going to look like in 30, 40 years? Do I want to be able to pick up my children and go on? vacation or do all of these things that I could potentially do with my life, I have to start thinking about them now so that my lifespan is quality, is quality. You want a well-lived life, you have to think about that exercise is a preventative medicine. It's a preventative medicine. All the time, these days we're, we're, we're prescribing medicine, medicine, pills and pills and pills and pills. Well, what we should be doing is we should prescribing ourselves a sleeping routine, an eating routine, a movement routine and a thinking routine. Those are the prescriptions we should be giving ourselves. What can I do to eat better? What can I do to move better? What can I do to think better? What can I do to sleep more efficiently and more effectively? All of these tools are out there. I talk about them extensively on this podcast. You can also go to Huberman's podcast. You can go to Peter Atia's podcast. You can go to Chris Williamson's podcast. All the information is out there. You just have to absorb it, take it, and put it into practice because the most important piece of everything is action, action, action. I talk about another three-step approach, which I think is extremely um, relevant to this idea of, of exercise is a preventative medicine. If exercise is a preventative medicine, then we have to be aware of that. We have to accept that, and we have to act on it. Awareness, acceptance, action. If you are not feeling the way you want to feel, if you're not in the shape you want to be in, if you can't do the things you want to do, if you get very winded going up a flight of stairs, all of these things, that's okay. You first have to recognize that because we can't change anything unless we know we want to change it or unless we first recognize that it's there. Then we have to accept the fact that this is where we're at. We have to accept the fact that this is where we're at. Yes, if you can't walk up a flight of stairs without getting winded, you have to accept that fact. That's just your starting point. It's not embarrassing. It's not sad. It's not weak. It's just your starting point, and that's all that matters. It is for you. In a few episodes after this, in the coming new year, we'll talk about goals, and we'll talk about resolutions and all of that stuff and outcomes and how we can really focus on the process of it all. Because that's our competitive advantage, focusing on the process, enjoying doing the thing, uh, not chasing after some distant outcome all the time. But coming back to the point of acceptance, like accepting that this is your starting point, accepting that it's really hard for you to tie your shoes or accepting that you can't bend over or accepting the fact that you can't uh, do a push up or whatever it is. 
or your your goals are more lofty than that. Your your fitness level is a little more exceptional than that. It doesn't matter what your starting point is. It matters that you are aware that you want to make a change or you're aware that you need to make a change. Right. You accept the fact that this is your starting point. You fully recognize that this is it. Your two feet are stamped in reality because you cannot fight against reality. You always lose. This is reality. This is my starting point. Now, the third and most important step is action, 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 action every single day, every single day doing something to eat well, move well, sleep well and think well. Right. Life can be very complicated with a lot of different things, especially if you consume a lot of self-help, personal development type of content. It can be everywhere. You can feel like you there's so much information you don't know what to grab onto. I'm trying to make it as simple as possible for you to digest right here in this moment. Think about four things. That's it. Think about four things. Eating, moving, sleeping and thinking. That's it. Yes, there's other branches that come out of those things, but eating, moving, and sleeping are very self-explanatory. Try and eat the best foods you can about 80% of the time. Move your body every single day. Every single day. You have no other option. You will die sooner if you do not move your body and think well. Or sorry, the, the third one that's... Uh, very self-explanatory, sleeping well. Prioritize your sleep. I've done a bunch of episodes on that. So has Huberman. He's done a bunch of episodes on really diving in on sleep. You need eight hours of sleep. Okay. And then the, the fourth one is thinking well. That's a little more complicated. There's more branches to that. That's that's building an optimism practice. That's thinking about your mental skills. That's thinking about your gratitude. That's thinking about how you breathe. Like all of those things go into that. Again, I've, I've talked extensively about some of those things on this podcast as well. But if we can really dial in on eating well, moving well, and sleeping well, then we'll be able to think well. We'll be able to have clarity of mind. We'll be able to make the right decisions. We'll be able to think about the downstream effects of our decisions. We'll be able to have this awareness, acceptance, action, three-step approach to changing the things in our life. But really, the, the number one thing you can do to improve your life is to stop doing things that make you feel like shit. The number one way, again, the number one way to improve your life is to stop doing the things that make you feel like shit. So what do you have to do? You have to become aware of the things that make you feel like shit. You have to accept the fact that you do them too often and you haven't made a change yet because if you're not changing it, you're choosing it. If you're not changing it, you're choosing it. And so you're aware of it. You accept that it needs to change and now you go into action. And action is about baby steps. It's about making your habits too small to fail. Again, we'll touch on this in a larger, longer episode about goals, habits, things of that nature, whether we, you know, goals is an interesting word. I'm just using that as a frame, as a context for the larger conversation we're going to be had about building habits and stuff like that. But for now, the idea is that you want to build habits that are too small to fail. And that's how you have to start your movement routine. You have to start. If all you're doing is walking for 10 minutes, two times a day, that's fucking incredible. Celebrate that. That's like me. That's like me. But you have to build on that. You have to build on that. You have to move your body. You have to lift heavy things and put them down. You have to stretch. You have to gain mobility. You have to have stability. Like there's so many things that you have to do, but you have to start doing them. Yes, I know it seems daunting and like, holy fuck, there's so much stuff. But you have to simplify it down 
into little things that you can do each and every day that are in your mental health toolkit, that are in your physical health toolkit, that are in your overall, I'm becoming the best version of myself toolkit. And again, simplify it down, simplify it down, eating well, moving well, sleeping well, thinking well. And this goes into this idea, one second, excuse me. This goes into this idea of doing hard things, right? That's really what physical fitness is about. That's really what physical activity is about. There's this concept of chosen and unchosen suffering. Every single one of us in our life will experience unchosen suffering, things that we did not ask for. Heartbreak, rejection, setbacks, death, sickness, car accident, all of these things, all of these things will happen to every single one of us. And it's hard and it's unchosen and it's random and it's difficult and it'll knock you the fuck down. How do you get back up every single time? How are you the person who is built in themselves that I can get back up every single time? Well, it's what you do outside of that voluntarily that is hard. It's what you choose to do. It's voluntarily suffering. It's your chosen suffering. Your chosen suffering. Now, maybe suffering isn't the word that connects with you deeply, but it's doing hard things voluntarily. It's doing hard things voluntarily. Whatever that is, whether that's running a marathon, doing CrossFit, taking jujitsu classes, right? Signing up for uh, physical fitness competitions, like paying Paying to get beat up basically is what we're doing, right? Not actually beat up, but beat up in a sense that, yeah, I suffered through this. I got through this thing because I chose to. Now, when the unchosen suffering steps into our life, we've built this armor around us, this protective layer that that ingrains in us, this reputation that we've built within ourselves that we can always get the fuck back up. Yes, we get knocked down. Yes, we get punched in the face. Yes, we trip and fall. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, there's challenges and obstacles and all of these things, but we continue to spiral up because of the unchosen suffering, or excuse me, because of the chosen suffering, because we've stepped into the arena and voluntarily chosen to do hard things that we can always get the fuck back up. That's, that's it. That's what physical activity represents. Listen to Joe Rogan talk. Listen to David Goggins. Listen to Jocko Willink. Listen to The Rock. It's all of the same stuff. I'm built from the same cloth of those guys. Well, at least I want to be. That's what I want to be. That's my aim. Those are role models. Those are the people I look up to. That's why I put myself through hardship. That's why I go into the trenches every day at the gym and in jujitsu and doing competitions. That's why I do that. So when life knocks me down, I've built a reputation within myself that I can always get back up, that I know that no matter what, I'm going to keep showing up. Yeah, I may be busted. I may be broken. I may be hurt. I may be not feeling it, but I'm still going to show up and I'm still going to get back up because I've voluntarily chosen to do hard things. And you, you listening to this or watching this are capable of that too. You're immensely capable. You're immensely strong. You're so capable, unbelievably capable and powerful human being. That's why you matter so much because you have a moral obligation, a moral responsibility 
to unlock your potential. You have a moral responsibility to become the best version of you in greatest service of the world because the world needs exactly what you have to offer. We need all of you. We need all of you. We need your mistakes. We need your challenges, your setbacks, but ultimately we need you to be the person that becomes the person who always gets back up, who keeps showing up. And we've built a society, a community of those people who lift each other up, who link arms, who know that we can always get back up because yes, unchosen suffering will always be a part of this existence. It will never go away, but we have to confront it by choosing, by voluntarily choosing to suffer each and every day through doing hard things, cold shower, sauna, lifting weights, running, mobility, yoga, stretching, jujitsu, martial arts, fitness competitions, all of this stuff. And the reason behind this whole episode, the reason behind this whole episode was because on November 18th um, of 2023, me and my fiance decided to do a fitness competition called High Rocks. And she, um, saw it last November of 2022 and made a goal for herself that she wanted to compete in this competition. And I'm not much of a runner. Um, it sucked when I was playing baseball. I'm not much of a runner now. I lift weights. I do mobility. I do yoga. I do jujitsu. I do all the sauna, the cold, all that good stuff that I've been talking about here on this episode. But running just hasn't been my thing. And she asked me if I wanted to compete with her in this fitness competition. And I didn't want to say yes, because I don't like running and I didn't want to run and didn't want to challenge myself. But I said yes. I said yes. And we competed in this thing on November 18th. And wow. Uh, first off, my fiance is an absolute fucking beast. She crushed it. She's a legend. She pushed me. She motivated me. She supported me. She was there for me. She could have absolutely dusted me in the running and just left me in the, the dust. But she stayed with me. She was my partner. She, she supported me. She encouraged me. So unbelievable support from my fantastic, unbelievable future wife who I can't wait to marry and I love so much. But she was the support and I, I trained a little bit for this, could have trained more in terms of my running. But the idea behind is that we're paying, we're paying to be put in the trenches. We're paying to be put in the trenches and you're around a community of people who are doing the same thing. So there's ultimately these good vibes. Everyone's encouraging each other. There's support, there's love, but you're, you're voluntarily choosing to do something hard. And in the middle of it, you're like, fuck, this is hard. But once you get out of it, once you finish, you're damn proud. And that that's the feeling you can have when you voluntarily decide to do hard things, to pay money for people to make you suffer. That's what we're talking about here, right? Giving your money away so that you can suffer, so that ultimately it makes your life better. Ultimately, it allows you to handle challenges and setbacks and obstacles better than you would if you hadn't done the voluntarily hard thing. Because again, unchosen suffering is gonna hit you no matter what. But we have the capacity and the proactiveness, right? That's what we've been talking about. If exercise is a preventative medicine, we wanna be proactive with our mental health. This is the same thing. It sort of wraps this whole idea is that we can be proactive with the arm of how we armor ourselves for life of how capable we are, of how we build our self-reputation and this ingrained nature in ourselves that we know that we're always going to get back up. 
we always going to get back up, even when life punches us in the face as hard as humanly possible. And we know it sucks. And we're like, mm, and we're frustrated and we're angry. But we're like, mm, I built a reputation in myself that I'll always get back up. I've built a reputation in myself that I know that I can handle this. Not to say it's easy. It's not going to be easy. It's never going to be easy. It's going to be hard. That's the point. That's the reason why we have to voluntarily do hard things. Start now. Do them now. Don't wait. Don't wait. The best time to start was yesterday. The second best time is right now. I'm hoping that my words are motivating you, are driving you to want to become the best version of yourself. Because again, the world needs that. You matter so deeply that the world needs that of you. And so we did this fitness competition called High Rocks. Quick snippet about it in case you want to compete in it, right? High Rocks combines both running and functional workout stations where participants run 1K uh, followed by one functional workout station repeated eight times. And it was hard. It was hard. It took us an hour and 30 minutes to, to finish it. Our friends that we did it with uh, finished in an hour and 11 minutes. They fucking crushed it. Shout out to JT and Anna. Um, but it was hard. It was hard. I had to walk some of the laps. Um, the functional workout stations were fun. We we cruised through those because my fiance is as strong as shit. She's very strong. Uh, and so that pushed me. But the running was really hard and it challenged me. And uh, I'm really glad that we did it. But I'm, I'm more glad that I did it with her um, because it continues just to build our relationship, build our bond, build our this what we have together. Uh, I'm I'm extremely blessed to have that with her, and so I'm glad it it was a uh, it was in this context of of doing hard things that we could continue to come together uh, as partners um, and as supporters of each other. And so I just wanted to share that snippet of high rocks, but it can be anything for you, right? I voluntarily choose to go to jujitsu every day to get my ass beat. Because I'm building the armor within myself. I've been going to the gym since I was 14. You have to find something for you. You are unique. We've been talking about that. You are a unique, divine individual. And you have to find the physical fitness uh, protocols that work best for you. Just like you have to find the mental health protocols that work best for you. But they're in conjunction because everything is bi-directional. What we do for our brain, our, our mind helps our body. What we do for our body helps our brain. It's bi-directional. So your mental health and your physical health protocols will all go together. But it really falls under the umbrella of the four foundational fundamental protocols of eating, moving, sleeping, and thinking. That's really what it is. And so I, I wanted to give you this episode. One is maybe a motivator. One is maybe a testament to how it's completely changed uh, the trajectory of my life, um, physical fitness and getting in the gym and doing hard things. Um, I also wanted to give you some science behind it, some real facts, and, and also simplify it down enough where we can, where it's manageable, that we can move forward with it, right? Because we have the awareness we have acceptance, but ultimately we have action. And our action is about creating habits that are too small to fail and finding protocols that fit us, fit our needs and fit our lifestyle. But knowing ultimately that we have to move. We have to move to create the quality of life that we really want. And that's what I wanted to tell you. So I'll, let, I'll leave you with this, right? We have to leave with this, which is eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. Focus on those things, making our habits too small to fail, and moving upwards from that, always spiraling up. Because ultimately, you are capable of doing that. You are so capable of doing that. And I can't wait 
to see who you blossom and who you flourish into. So thank you for tuning into this episode. I appreciate you very much and I'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to that episode. What idea stood out to you the most? What idea resonated with you most deeply that you could implement into your life today? And remember, habits are built on too small to fail. And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And don't forget to leave us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple, or even on Good Pods. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporter via Patreon. Patreon directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved. So thank you for your support in advance. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.